Hello. I am Sarah Meredith, the director of Radical Manifesting Limited. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire and motivate people to live their dreams. Welcome, Catherine. It's a pleasure to meet you. Hi, it's great to meet you today, too. Thank you. I read that you've been in a lot of strong women events. Can you tell me more about that? Yes. So I am a an amateur strong woman. I participate. So this is confusing for some people. The sport is called strong man, but I'm a woman. So I like to, yeah, I like you to, like to, you like to say definitely I'm a woman. <laughs> Yes. So, so that's a little confusing to people, but it's just the name of the sport. Um, so what do, what does that entail? Um, really, if you're going to boil it down, it's, it's picking up very heavy things and either putting them right back down or, uh, walking around with them for a while and then putting them back down. Or sometimes we throw heavy things. So so, what's the the heaviest was, so I can, so me and the listeners can get an idea of what, what things have you lifted? Yeah. Oh, the heaviest things that I've lifted. Um, there's a yoke that you put across your shoulders and you walk around with it. You kind of race with it. And I have uh, walked with 550 pounds in that context. My max deadlift is 475. I'm really trying to get a 500 pound deadlift this year. We'll see if it happens. Um, so, and, and yeah, so I'm lifting 300 plus pounds on the regular in, in almost every domain. Wow. how, How did you start doing that? Yeah. So this is a really, this is really interesting. I, um, I sobered up and my yes. brain needed, needed some more dopamine. <laughs> I, guess so, I, I got ADHD and we're always chasing dopamine. <laughs> I get those, those, those of us with some neurodivergencies, right? Yeah. Oh no. Yes. I, so, so I sobered up and, uh, and found myself in the gym. Just, it, it made me feel so much more grounded and so much more tethered. Um, so that I could work through my program of sobriety more intentionally. Um, and then I just found out that I happened to be quite good at this as well. And so since then I've stayed sober and I've stayed in the gym. Wow. And how long have you been sober for? Uh, about three and a half years. My sobriety date is, um, February 18th of, or 19th of 18, I think. So it's, you know, it's racing up on us. (laughs) Wow. And how did, how did you become sober? Did you take, did you take the 12 week? Oh, 12 step program. Sorry, it's not 12 week, is it? Oh, no. <laughs> if only. Good luck if with only. doing it 12 weeks. Snap <laughs> and it's done. Yes, I did. Um, so, yeah, I, I had a I had a particularly rough week one week and, and kind of decided that, hey, you know, I've tried everything else. I've tried, you know, antidepressants and therapy and, and a lot of these things just didn't really seem to stick for me. And I yeah. identified the problem and I said, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to try sobering up and see if that's the thing. And I did work the 12 steps, which did take much longer than 12 weeks, but, <laughs> yes. um, but I'll tell you what, it gave me insight into my own behavior and into my own, um, into my own actions that is, you can't get anywhere else. So I'm so grateful for that program, especially the fact that you it's, it's free, you know, free and peer led. And um, did you not see yourself as an alcoholic before that I'm not labeling I'm just wondering what your thoughts were it's not oh no 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 I just thought I like to have a lot of fun yeah <laughs> I understand until, until it wasn't fun but I was you know I was talking with someone recently about there was a day that I remember I decided I was going to use alcohol to solve my problems um and it was after the death of one of my closest family members and I said mm-hmm. well the way I'm going to solve this emotional pain is I'm going to drink and yes. then then it became an option from that day on you know, that when emotional pain came, I drank, not just, you know, to have a good time. Yeah. So I, I can understand that. I used to, but I, I stopped drinking. I'm, 
I'd never say I've had a problem, but I'd always have a problem with drinking in the sense of the next day I'd feel horrible or I'd feel more depressed the next day. And I was just mm. like, got to a point, even if I have a glass of wine, the next day I just don't feel too good. And it's like, it's not really worth the time anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Your body starts hurting and your brain doesn't work well. And like, you're just not your best self. Like for me, I'm not my best self when, yeah. I'm, when I'm, when I'm doing that. And so it's, it's been a, it's been a, an incredible journey. Never in my life did I think I would be 36 years old and and earning a world record. Like I have a world wow. record in grip sport, which wow. is you know like really focused on grip, like gripping things and picking up weights like odd shaped objects with your hands. Um, and so so yeah, I've got a world record in this, in a strength discipline. I never thought that would happen, and and the, the sky's the limit. We're just pushing it as far as we we can go. <laughs> so, how did it actually start? Did you? How- like what what was the mind what did you decide to do to make that happen um to to start with strong with the strongman stuff mm-hmm. I uh well okay so I so again I sobered up and I was like you know I gotta get I gotta get moving my body hurts you know I just feel like yeah. I, I feel that ick right and so I went to the gym and uh started working with a trainer and now I've always been fairly athletic my folks started in me in the gym when I was um maybe, you know, in middle school and I, I've skied and hiked and done all these things, but I've never really like, just, I knew I was good at heavy lifting, but I never like opened up to that possibility yeah. because it's not feminine, right? It's not like, yeah, a, like of course, a, no. so I, so, so I went over there to the gym and, and we started working out and I, I got this trainer and he goes, you know, uh, you know, you're really strong. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, I'm strong. He's like, no, 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 no. I, I don't really, think, you know, you're really strong. <laughs> no I didn't know that and so he's like what if you competed and I said well I'll give it a try so I found an all-women's competition in Baltimore Maryland um the the sisterhood and the camaraderie that I encountered at that competition hooked me into the sport permanently because the thing that's wonderful about strongman is that um we by the time you get to the competition it's not like you could do any better you've trained what you're going to train right so you show up and you're going to be able to lift what you can lift and if somebody else beats you really what we all want to see is the biggest lift like if it happens to be you on that day good for you if it happens to be someone else we just want to see amazing feats of strength oh that's so nice everyone is cheering for each other yeah as opposed to as opposed to i'm gonna make your weight slicer or something you know like, right right like I'm going to sabotage your event or I'm not going to cheer for you that's not the case it's like it's wow. a it's a very intentionally built community and I love it um do you I saw you want to do motivational speaking have you started doing that? are you doing that at the moment yeah I, well I'm working on it I'm trying to yes. get my book my book together first but um but what I really want to bring is a is a, a message that you know if you're building physical strength and you could you could be a weightlifter you could be a cyclist you could be a, in yoga or you know whatever your body feels good doing and whatever mm-hmm. your time and schedule allows but the more discipline you can build in an athletic pursuit I think it only helps in in everyday life um, yes, and I definitely. think as adults we we really do lose sight of that a lot uh so so you know that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping to bring and especially for women that we shouldn't yes. be afraid of our own strength yeah because I think especially in school it's an <clears throat> sport didn't I don't think sports is the same it's either, it's either competitive or it's not and I'm not I know I know it's strong women it, it is a competitive sport but you know it's you don't tend to be encouraged to do things because you like doing them Yes, it's the same even with education you're not encouraged to read something because you like reading it it's you're only reading it to pass a test or you're training to do something with basketball or whatever it's no it never see and I think that does go 
into adult life, doesn't it? We, we only feel mm-hmm. we need to do something because we have to do it or not because we enjoy it. And then we feel guilty if we do something we enjoy. That is absolutely true. And, you know, I've been thinking about this in the context of authenticity over the past yes. couple of weeks. Um, and, and the fact is that the things that we're good at can be very different than the things that we enjoy. But what if we just allow ourselves to be our authentic selves? Like, yes. like a strong woman, again, not particularly, you know, traditionally feminine, but I really like it. And I'm done apologizing for that decision. You know, in yeah. the past, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't want to get big. I am big. I'm big and strong yes. and I love it. And it's a part of who I am now. And, I, and I'm so, I think as we get older and as we grow into these parts of ourselves, it's just an absolute blessing to be able to be that authentic. Yes, I definitely agree. So- what mm-hmm. what what would you like your book to be about? Are you in the planning stage now? Yeah, I'm in the planning stage. I want to do a series of um, small lessons, like um, one or two page lessons about different topics and how strength relates to your to your everyday life. So, like, how do you embrace the suck, or how do you build the discipline to do the difficult things that that feel uncomfortable, or you know, any number of these like small. So that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking about, but we'll see. We'll see what materializes. I'm working with a I'm working with a writing coach. That's oh, another that's thing. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's another thing that's really important as you go into these disciplines. You learn that having a coach in a lot of domains of your life can really be helpful and inspiring, and also holds you to hold you to what you said you were going to do. <laughs> oh, definitely, because they'll definitely tell. Well, my coach is a bit different because he knows me. Like, if he told me to do something, I've got that. <laughs> I don't tend to want to do it. It tends to have to be. He's more. Um, you know, a supporter, well, I mean, he still gives me advice, you know, but mm-hmm. I just, if he told me to do something, like when we first started working together, he got like a, a, a 60 day plan together. And in my opinion, he put too much on it. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do all that. <laughs> it's not actually that I can't do it. It's more that I could do all that, but I did to burn myself out because I've done literally all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I want to do it all today. <laughs> <laughs> understand that too because if I don't do things all at once I kind of lose track of it and then it doesn't ever yes, get done exactly or you get bored of it I'm not being ready do you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like either I write it today or by next week it'd be what book <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly it I have to it's it's a it's not easy to live like this <laughs> I know. really not <laughs> tell me about it. when I'm hyper-focused I'm so hyper-focused I want to do everything and then in a couple of days time I'll be like what? <laughs> yeah, what, then, what I'm, <laughs> then I'm curled up in a ball, like just exhausted. Yeah, I hate the and, world. Not literally, you know. Yes. What I mean, you hate the world. You don't want to speak to anyone. Just leave me alone. <laughs> stop, stop talking to me. No, it's it's so true. That's so true. And it's and it's tough to be somebody. I think I suspect that you're like this too. Just insatiably curious. Yes. where you want to, I want to know everything. And I just wish I had the energy to know everything. And I wish I had the energy to do all the stuff that interests me. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating, isn't it? You're like, oh, but I want to know more. <laughs> you know, when you're a beginner or something, I know we all have to start there, but I hate it. I hate the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm all right in the middle or, you know, yeah, the middle. I prefer the middle. That's, that's the bit I prefer. Yeah. Well, what, what about the middle is more enticing to you? Pardon? Oh, what about the middle makes you feel because well, it's like you're big be- you're no longer a beginner so things are a bit easier but you're still pushing yourself mm. whereas when you're at the end it's almost like oh was that it it's a letdown isn't it yeah 
it's a letdown. That's how I feel about competitions because I get, I start and I train and I train and I feel like, oh, I'm driving towards this and the anticipation and it's so exciting. And on the day of the competition, it's fun, but competing yeah. is not my favorite part. Training is my favorite part. Yeah. Like I, you know, I think it's the same with, like I've been to gigs before and, you know, like weeks before you're like, I can't wait. You count in the days done. Then, you know, the aftermath the next day, I, I don't mean drinking, just, you know, the whole like being tired because of doing it or enjoying it or whatever. And you're like, oh, it's, you know, like, so- it's a letdown. Yeah. Oh, it's over. You know. <laughs> now what? Yeah. Yeah. It's important, I think, for a lot of us who do have, you know, who do have these neurodivergencies, because I'm not diagnosed ADHD, but yeah, like, quite a probably by the sound of it. <laughs> I think it's there, right? Yes. <laughs> so like, I think it's important for us to, that's why Strongman really helps me, because it helps me anchor towards points in the future for things to look ahead yes. to, because otherwise I'm just like a little baby shark just kind of swimming around. But, but I'm like, okay, in June, I'm going to be executing this plan. Next month, I'm going to be doing this. And it helps give me that predictability and structure while still allowing me to be creative within and it, i think right? it's a healthy way to get the dopamine as opposed to you know drinking or for me my thing was gaming i mean i'm still a gamer now but mm-hmm. it's it's more controlled i'm not spending eight hours on it you know yeah. yeah yeah no i can understand that video games are a ton of fun like all yes. of these things it's it, our biggest strengths are also our biggest weaknesses right so it's like oh I'm so very curious but it exhausts me and I'm so enthusiastic but sometimes I need to take a break right and it's and it's we've got to think about that like your video gaming stuff is like that's it it probably lent a lot of really great skills into your life yeah definitely but that's why I I write for me the irony is that's why I had to leave it because if I'd have still been playing it like I was playing it I wouldn't be doing my podcast today because I'd be too busy doing that. So it's like I've basically taken almost like my gamer side of me and channeled mm-hmm. it into other things, which is good. That's but sometimes amazing. tiring because then you're like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> like I have bitten you know, off more than I can chew. You're like, did I do that? Did I really just do that? Even with the podcast, like, I decided to do that over a couple of days. It was like, and now look at me two months later still doing it. That's I just amazing. Think, yeah <laughs> I love it I lo- it was just an impulse and now you're executing the plan yeah like um yeah. I mean I'm not on Facebook now but um I remember putting a post about doing about doing a podcast do you know where I could do it and I ended up getting onto Anchor and yeah mm-hmm. and then I thought and then I got inspired to interview people because I like you know talking to people finding out what they do what their dreams are and yeah. now here we are <laughs> It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I think that in today's era, there are so few. So my, my background is in journalism. Yeah. Um, and there are so few opportunities for us to kind of formally have that, the, the chance to interview folks like yes. television journalists, or a lot of that stuff has kind of gone by the wayside, but now we have the opportunity to have these really rich conversations like this and yes. people get invited into Whereas I'd imagine in journalism, was it um, controlled in some way? Was it? The narrative. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, you're given the questions and mm-hmm. yeah, and folks, folks, you know, have prescribed like well, what I'm allowed to say or what you know, all of no yeah. comment. That's kind of a thing, right? Where, it, where is, is it true that people misquote you or not, or does it depend on the journalist? Because that, that's my perception of journalists. The people misquote you a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, journalists are busy and they they miss things all the time. Yeah. I. So it's, never on per- it's never like on per- no because sometimes you'll see like a celebrity might have said something and they'll be like oh no they misquoted me 
well, I mean, I think sometimes that's also um, them trying yeah. to get out of being in trouble, right? Yeah, but true. No, <laughs> but I'll tell you the biggest mistake I ever made in college was I worked for the college newspaper and I was interviewing city council candidates and I accidentally switched the names on two of the platforms. So there was somebody who was like, oh, this is my idea. And it was the wrong name. And it was it was for the whole newspaper. And it was not a small distribution. We sent out 50,000 copies of this newspaper every day. Oh my God. Um, and the city council person was irate. And I'm like, I'm 19. I don't know what you want me to do. But <laughs> this is obviously not an exercise. Like, this is a training ground for me to you yeah. know, learn about journalism. It's like, I appreciate the fact that you're angry, but sorry. Yeah, at the end of the day, it wasn't really like, you know what I mean? You made a mistake. It was more the you know it's more on their head than yours because they're like the teacher or whatever aren't they I yeah, yeah well I you know I, could have, I, I owned a lot of it um yes and, of course I mean it was and nice. also I'm 19 yeah exactly <laughs> like um so I think but that's a, that's a really important part of what I learned in strongman too is that you know it's okay to talk about our failures and it's okay yeah. to fail like a lot of us post you know, videos of ourselves doing successful lifts, but what you don't see yeah. is the 20 times we didn't get that lift. And what yes. you don't see is the times that we fell down or we felt, you know, emotionally just too challenged to really dig in on that certain day, or you don't, you don't see, and that's what I'm trying to bring here as well. Like, you know, people who are successful in your, in their jobs, you don't see all of the work that goes into it. And a lot of times people, people characterize their success as being kind of like this aha moment but they themselves don't realize all of the years of planning that went into that. Yes. And it's really important to realize this is a grind and it's, it's every day. Like what you're talking about, the journey is really where you get the richness out of, out of, you know, any pursuit. And I think you have to enjoy the journey. Don't you? Otherwise, you know, if, like you say with the training, you enjoy the training more than you enjoy the, you know, you enjoy the event, but it's more the training. Mm -hmm. But um, if you only focused on the event, it wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine it'd be too good an experience. And I think that's the same in life. Mm. Yeah, you probably won't be successful if you don't at least, you know, you can't at least tolerate the thing. Yes, of course. I mean, it, yeah, it's, you're not going to always love it. There are going to be times you're like, oh, what? <laughs> Yeah, there, I mean, and that's what the people are really surprised to say, you know, I come along and I say there are days that I don't want to go to the gym, but to me, I'm so committed to the sport that it's not an option. Yeah. It's the same as with sobriety. There are days that I don't want to be sober, yes. but what I want is not more important than what's good for me. <laughs> yes, of course. But you do, do you have days off? Did you? From training? Yeah, I, I work out about um, four to five days a week. So I rest is just as important to yeah. recovery, you know, to, to being a good lifter. So I, I work out about four or five days a week. And then I also do, um, I live near a, a natural hot springs and I go to the hot springs four or five nights a week too. Oh, that too. sounds nice. It's not a bad hot, life. <laughs> hot springs, is that like a hot, like a hot tub, but it's not it's or am like, I getting like, that totally wrong? <laughs> no, it's like it's like a naturally heated. It's all natural. It's yeah, not like the chlorinated water. And there's like the the hot baths in Iceland and stuff where they're outside yes. and that it's like heated by a volcano. Yes, that's the same. Well, I don't know that we have like um it's not as rugged as it is in Iceland. Like yeah. we have like cemented pools oh, and I still want to go there now. <laughs> it's a delight. It's like oh give me over there. Yeah, come on. You're welcome. You are welcome. I got an extra bedroom, friend. Come, come say hi. That would be so nice. I'd have to bring my daughter though. Also, also fine. And are you anywhere near New? You, no, are you anywhere near Disneyland or not? Oh no, not even remotely. What? Sorry. <laughs> we 
Like, that's the start of yours and go to Disneyland. <laughs> I, I funny, understand. It? Just a race to be every, everyone I interviewed. I'd, be, I'd, I'd never leave America with eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you would have a great time. You would have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important though to remember that like to your point you know resting just resting is so important and that's something that's taken me a really long time to learn I broke my foot earlier in the year um yeah and and uh and you wouldn't think this tiny little bone in your foot would be so dramatic in your life and uh for three months I could not lift anything with my legs so no squats no deadlifts right and I was like oh when I came back for my first lifting session after my doctor had cleared me to lift I thought oh my gosh I'm not going to be able to pick up any weight so I'm just going to go super light yeah. so I did and then, and then I was like let me try let me try a little heavier and then I went a little heavier and then I said well I still feel pretty good so let me let me go just oh, a no, little heavier make you worse no I, I oh, could this- lift just I could lift just as much after three months of not lifting lower body wow. as I did when I left the gym yeah. The rest was not detrimental because I, I spent the rest of the time working on other parts of my body. So I was still strong enough yeah. in those areas. Right. But the rest did not affect my progress overall. Wow. I was still on track and I was blown away. So like people's like your body, your body is super resilient. I think it's important to remember that too. Wow. Yeah. Like, I know you have to leave soon. So we're going to yeah. start drawing it to a close. Um, is there any advice you'd like to give our listeners? Yeah, I think, I think, okay, number one, to your point, don't be afraid to be a beginner. Not yes. people are seeing me now, you know, in a lot of these contexts, I'm picking up 500 pounds. I'm, I'm doing things with it. There was a day when I could not pick up 100 pounds. There was a yeah. day when I could not pick up 50 pounds. Right. So, so the only way to get to your goal is to start it. And, and mm-hmm. very few people are judging you for being a beginner. In fact, in my discipline, if you're a beginner, we're extremely welcoming. We want you. We want you to stick around, right? So find yeah. a community that is encouraging to you when you're in that beginner stage. And the second thing is, is really to just embrace the things that challenge you. Because if I had walked away from Strongman and if I had said, you know, I this is too, oh, this too is hard. Too hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, this is too hard. Then I wouldn't be enjoying, I wouldn't be enjoying my life in the way I am now. So you've got to embrace the, embrace that challenge and embrace the suck, you know, as yes. we say, um, and, and just get close to it. So, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on today. It's been so lovely to speak to you. Oh, I agree. Thank you. What a delight. Thank you. <laughs>